and we had a fight. We're recording now. We are? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know we were recording. That's, you just got to start. <laughs> you just got to jump right into it. Hello, everybody. It's Friday night. Beer and I, uh, beer and I. Brian and I have a beer, a nitro milk stout. Cheers, Brian. Cheers, Bridget. Cheers to everyone, and uh, Happy New Year. Although we, we wished you all Happy New Year last week. We were yes. drinking out of our brand new Kunstler Brewing beer glasses that we got at Kunstler's. Yes. What night did we go to Kunstler? Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night? night. Yeah, we left around 4 on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That being January 6th. On Wednesday. Yes, we did. So we left and went there. It was very nice. It was uh, We got there quite early, though, and we had some decent German food. It's an old brew bar on that the south side. That was pretty good. Actually, was quite good. They have decent stuff there. Yeah, it was good. I uh, We had been there before, but I hadn't been back in a long time. Yeah, they didn't have much of a kitchen last time, but this time everything was good. You weren't, you, you weren't crazy about the last thing we had. You thought it was missing salt. The, oh, I, the, I liked it, but I just felt it like it, it was a pork schnitzel. But the fr- fried bologna sandwich is very good. Yeah. As was the, I've always had that uh, br- the puffy pretzel thing. Yeah. There's a word for it though. Bavarian pretzel. Bear, yeah, Bavarian pretzel. It was good. Yeah, I've had those before. So but it's a had, nice atmosphere, isn't yeah. it? And it has a nice outdoor thing. And He has an outdoor patio, which we were going to sit outside because of COVID. Um, but it was, it had like an awning over it, which is great for summertime. But winter, yeah, it would have been nice to have some but sun. But it was just a tiny bit, like I felt like I wanted it to be like a couple of degrees warmer. Yeah. So anyway, we made the decision to sit inside. There weren't, I think, was there like three other tables in there of people? It was really sparse. Yeah, should we give a shout out to some outdoor place, just for people well, local? Well, no, can I finish? Because yeah, I still please, want to yeah. talk ahead, yeah. about this, about yeah. Kunzler. Okay. Um. Anyway, so we decided to sit inside. <laughs> Brian noticed that they that they have a full menu now, which the last time I had been there, they did not have a full menu. Um, or actually, I think they might have. Anyway, I had a pastrami sandwich there once, a, a warm pastrami sandwich, and I thought it was delicious. And then this time we had the pretzel, which I loved, the fried bologna sandwich, which you almost never see on a menu. Yeah. So like if you grow up in the South or Texas... We would buy, you know, the regular Oscar Mayer bologna from the store and uh, fry it. I remember mm. my dad would put it in a cast iron skillet. Yeah. And then when you fry bologna, it does that thing where it bubbles. Yeah. Like a pork chop does. And so he would cut uh, Is bologna in it. pork? Well, like bologna bologna is like a mixture. Yeah. But now you can buy beef bologna, turkey bologna. It's just it's like it's like uh, it's like a particle board, right? Is it like the the particle board of meat where you mm-hmm. just it's a bunch of different animals pressed together, maybe? Yes, but or, I always buy beef bologna. But anyway, they had a very high end German bologna. Yeah. That they were using, which was very different than American bologna because it wasn't. It was very light. It had a nice flavor. It wasn't greasy. It didn't really taste processed. But of yeah. course you know it's processed because it's bologna. Um, but it was like a bologna melt. And it came with chips. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was, oh, the chips were inside of it. Yeah, so like, the chips were kind of... crisps, we might say. Like, we used to have crisp sandwiches, which is potato chips. And, and, and a, or a, a, a potato. Yeah. Potato chips or potato crisps we'd have in a sandwich. So I thought that was... I never had that. It was very good. Yeah, Here it was really nice. It. 
And then we had the pork schnitzel, which was okay. I would never get it again. It needed a little salt. The the mushroom gravy was a little bit bland, but yeah. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it was still, good. It was still nice, though. Um, can I just say, because I'm very conscious of preambles, um, yes. that if, if you're not aware, we do put some effort into, like on a record player, on an LP, you've got your tracks of where you're going to go. On every show, we do put tracks out there if you get bored and you say, okay, next. Just look at the show notes and you'll always see what, what subjects we're hitting at different times. Right, what we're we talking don't, about. We don't know in advance what we're going to hit, so. Okay, I have some good news. Yeah. We have a new listener. My oh, friend okay. Tammy, our friend Tammy. Good job, Tammy. Tammy, thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah. yeah. In uh, Oregon. So she texted me and... Um, I think she's gone back and listened to some of the other podcasts, but she listened to last week's, and then she had made some suggestions. She wanted us to talk about um, how people go from one cult to another cult. So now we haven't talked about this, about whether we would discuss that tonight or we would do a future episode, but we're just talking about how sometimes, you know, oh, because in in the past podcast, I had talked about how I grew up in the United Pentecostal Church, which is considered by by a lot of people to be a cult, and then shout I out to our United Pentecostal fans, listeners. There, right? Do we have any? I don't know if we do, but anyway, <laughs> if we did. This gone. is I'm not trying to throw shade on the United Pentecostal Church. I'm just saying that there was. Do you remember the Bible Answer Man? I do. What was his name? Hank Hanegraaff. Hank Hanegraaff. He used to call out. The United Pentecostal Church and say they were a cult. Yeah, yeah. That's where I learned that they were officially under that title. Did, did you read Ravi Zachariah? God rest his soul. He wrote um, Kingdom of the Cults. Do you know if he had UPC in there? No, I no, never read you it. Remember? You remember? Oh, you got a reference book. But anyway. But anyway, so I went from How United you, Pentecostal yeah. Church to Evangelicalism, which I never considered it to be a cult, but now oh I yeah. think it is. I think all religion pretty much is a cult now. You do? But... Okay. I mean, you're going there have, now, so you might as well. I wonder. No, I do. I yeah. do. Not, But, you know, some cults are pretty harsh, though, right? They'll, like, kick you out yeah. or... Um, anyway, but that's a whole conversation for it another is. time. For the record, though, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't personally include uh, say evangelicalism as a cult. I would say there's pockets of cults definitely in there, right? And because of its structure of a lack of, um, a lack of overall accountability, mm-hmm. it opens you up for mini cults. But if you had, if it was one big organization with accountability, then then it could be a cult, because by nature a, a cult usually has someone at the top. Controlling things, controlling information, and it really and so doesn't. It, the evangelical it, church really doesn't it, it have doesn't, no. someone at the top. So, anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, but we do take suggestions. If there are things you want us to talk about, we welcome those, and we welcome. And we your we will get into that though. I think because yeah, I do. I think we will. That's a good topic because some people do jump from like one. Well, and two, it's pertinent too because now we have. I was listening to the Sam Harris podcast. Yeah. And he was talking about the cult of Trump right. and the cult of woke. Woke. Oh, it, I, it was a great podcast. So you have, the far, sides, you have yeah. the far right and the far left, and you have very. Um, 
unique down. or how would you say it ways of thinking on both sides and uh, i think there's probably some healthy thinking on both sides but there's definitely some unhealthy cult-like behaviors on both within both political parties maybe on the fringes or whatever but um yeah yeah we get we tend as humans we tend to get caught into those things sometimes and we don't even know that we're that we're playing into it yeah okay so we talked about our really nice date what, what would you like to talk about next uh let's see well there's the elephant in the room right What's the elephant in the room? Wednesday was January 6, 2021. Oh, do we just the avoid, Do we just avoid that? or well, Do you want to talk about it? Well, I'd like to talk about how we did go out and um, a guy at work at 3 o'clock said, I hate to do this, but look at the news. And it's like, oh no, the last person who said that was nine. I was on chat in 2001, September 11th. Yeah. Somebody said, oh my God, they've flown mm-hmm. planes. So like, they've flown planes into the World Trade Center. Yeah. So it reminded me of that. It's like, well, this can't be good. So I got a CNN and I see the images. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's always surreal, you know, because it's like someone, the workmate says that. And then you think, oh, is this one of those moments where I'll remember this date? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's on the scale of 9-11. And I no. don't think it's on the scale of, of, of Pearl Harbor, contrary to no. what Chuck Schumer well, yeah, said. One woman lost her life. Yeah, yeah, and a, well, and a, a capital guard lost his life. Oh, so two, yeah. two people then. Well, four people died altogether. Oh, I didn't know that. That was as of this morning, four I think, people. on Friday. Oh my so gosh, it's horrible. Yeah, but I think it was. Um, it wasn't so much. It's well, Pearl Harbor and nine eleven had. They were shocking by way of they. Were, it was an, a, an attack by a foreign entity. Yeah. With massive civilian life, this one was a different ball of wax because it's an internal. Um. It's an it's an eternal attack attack on our yeah. on our on a very important structure, you know. Yeah. So I think there's some, although luckily it was just more symbolic that that a house that is uh, well. Let me back. Let me. I'll get back to. I'll circle back to that in a second. So we we I'm in a meeting. Nobody's paying attention at three mm-hmm. o'clock on Wednesday. So we went out for a beer, but I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep well for two reasons. I we had two beers. I just, but it was fun, though. It was fun, but, but I mean, I just can't sleep. sleep anymore. I'm not yeah. 25 anymore, and I have two beers. But I think it was more the images coming. What was bothering me was uh, there was images um, coming through of these uh, jackasses, which they it's just a light term, walking through the Capitol with their flags, right? Yeah. And it was really disturbing, and it reminded me of... Um, I remember uh, my next-door neighbor, Deirdre... Collins coming next door, flushed white. Someone had broke into her house, right? Mm-hmm. Went through all her stuff. And then when I was, I came home one day when I was single and the door was off the hinges. The cat was hiding under the bed. Someone had broke into my apartment and they'd yeah. gone through all my stuff. And it felt like that. Yeah. Because I'm used to seeing people who are in suits and who have badges on, Senate badges or whatever, who have been elected and asked by us to be in that building. Mm-hmm. and we just know we don't just get to walk in there yeah so when i see these clowns walking around there i, I felt like my house was broken into mm-hmm. and vi- like I, and we should have that feeling that our house was violated yeah so um i don't know if there's much more to that i want to say yeah but so there's that so i was, I was upset by that but then I, I get up at 2 30 in the morning and i i see uh 
Nancy Pelosi standing up and then Pence coming in and it's like this must be a recording and I keep refreshing it. Yeah. I'm kind of going where I was going to go last night. That yeah. Thing. And I keep refreshing it and it's it's a live broadcast like at three thirty a.m. Eastern time. Yeah. They're still going and it it was like that was really cool to see that mm-hmm. in the midst of it all. Yeah. It reminded me of nine eleven a week after where the Senate, Congress, Supreme Court, and everyone else was in the same building and it's mm-hmm. like whoa that sends an amazing message when. You go right back into the building and says we're going to continue on. Yeah, I mean it tell it's, it tells you there's obviously there's a strong strong confidence in your military for you to get away with that. But I I, I thought that was a great moment. I was really proud, and it was they were just going through the ballots or whatever mm-hmm. not the ballots, but the certification. It was very routine, very boring, but it was beautiful in in its boredom. It was a beautiful sight to see. Right. Well, you're seeing the, the process going. Yeah. work the way that it's supposed to work. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. And then, uh, and then one last thing I want to say, like, there's a picture of this jackass with his freaking horns and his painted face, and, and he's all over the web now. And it, what bothers me, and I think it's going to happen, is that idiot will become famous somehow, because he's the one face that stands out because he dressed like a moron. And yeah. the what's funny is, and it, it's kinda, it kind of makes me a bit sad, is that uh, the Capitol Guard, I was thinking, who gave his life for protecting the house where the law is made will be forgotten but the moron who walked in there and broke the law and put his stupid horns on and painted his face he'll become famous and that that just sickens me and i think we should be intentional and sow the seeds into our families and say it's not okay for this guy guy to get famous he's a criminal he's an idiot and and he needs to go away yeah and he needs to be put in jail anyway i'm getting a bit we i I don't think anybody will be arrested though but But it was breaking and entering I know Finn and I were talking about this yesterday because for one thing I'm all for peaceful protesting and protesting your rights yeah. and so they had every right to be there on the grounds protesting. Yeah. But then when you take it to forcing your way in and yeah. there's guards there because the guards are there because you aren't allowed in. Yeah. Inside yeah. So they took it one step further and they decided to break the law. Right. And forcing their way into the building. Yeah. You know, and I'm thinking, how would you know? Like, you're breaking into a building that, yeah. like, suppo- that has people from your own political party right. inside that building. Yeah. If you hurt someone inside there, how do you know who you're hurting? Are you hurting a Democrat? Are you hurting a Republican? Like, if you don't know every single person within your party, like all the senators, the congressmen, the whoever they are, the press, who do you know who to attack? Well, they wouldn't, like, they wouldn't, like, if they saw Schumer or Nancy Pelosi or... Well, right, you would... They would have... I don't know what they would have done. Well, they would have attacked Nancy Pelosi, probably. I hope they wouldn't have But it's like, if you see... If you don't know every single person and what their political affiliation is, yeah, how can you go in somewhere with that many people? Yeah, yeah I don't know. They somebody. And, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Am they, I making sense? No, you are. They had guns and they had. Yeah, I don't know. You're what, gonna kill your fellow Americans or harm your fellow Americans? I don't know if they were. I don't know if they were intent, like. What's your to, intention? I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if they had an intention. I don't know if they if they like if they had seen. If they had gotten near senators, would they have killed? Like, if they had gotten near Pelosi or Schumer, and I, I picked those. I think they just wanted to intimidate. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, there was no... Maybe, hopefully. Yeah. That's the only thing they wanted to do. But yeah. still, even that is... Was it Mike Pence that said we won't be intimidated? Right. Um, which was a great thing to say. I mean, we have the right to protest because right. we want our yeah, voices yeah. to be heard. Yeah. When you act in such a way... When you do, when you break in and doing what they did, they lost. No one wants to hear what they have to say now. Yeah. Because now, especially people who don't agree with you, right? You've lost all their respect. Well, it's like the, the, um, the, the people who protested Black Lives Matter and started breaking into stores, they lost credibility. Same thing. You lose credibility when you you Once you cause violence violence and you, you attack property and you attack private property, you, you lose credibility. And I think that yeah. that's part of the reason why MLK was in his birthday or his days coming up soon was so insistent on that. Like the, if the images that the world sees, like the images that the world was seeing during those cell marches, marches were African-Americans being mistreated and hoses and dogs. And I think it shifted something in the American psyche. Like yeah. That is wrong. Yeah. And, um, and I, that, I think that's so once you get violent, you, you do, you just lose credibility. Like they talk yeah. about like, oh, a second revolution. Well, well, guess what, pal? The first revolution was by enlightened intellectuals. You're a bunch of morons. Well, you can't so, say everyone that was no, there no, were I'm, morons. I'm talking about whoever broke into the building and went in there right, were morons. Right, those people were morons, but not no, all. No, no, I'm not talking about the people the on the people steps. No. Pro- I'm sure there yeah. were people there protesting who did not want to do violence. Oh no, and I'm t- the, you became a big moron when you when you walked into the <clears throat> building, right? Right. Now I understand that especially the people breaking the windows and going in. I mean, there was probably people who followed in later who were still morons. They should have known not to be walking in there. But I I say they're less moronic because they probably got caught up in the wave. Or oh, we got to go into the Capitol building and walk around whatever they're doing. Yeah, but, I don't know. I just think it's um why I just like there are four people dead today. Yeah. Is that really what you set out to do? Yeah. Is it that important? Uh, yeah. There was another thought I had about that. Oh, um, somebody was uh, was critiquing the cops. There was a video of a of a Capitol police officer being friendly with the with the crowd in there. Mm-hmm. She was really mad at them, she, and, and uh, she was saying that guy should be fired because I, I don't know. I think the Capitol guard should be fired. The, the Capitol guard because okay. he was giggling and he might have even taken a selfie with them. And part of me was like, she was livid like that. It's absolutely just and and well, and she was com- making comparisons like, well, what about? I think the mm. comparison was on the uh, uh, the BLM march in Portland where you had these 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 thugs that were beating the crap out of people and and I don't know were they cops beating people. Well, these are these beating th- protesters. Yeah, they weren't cops. That they were some unarmed. On on, we don't know. They came in from the outside and started. They were were they in military? Ro- they were getting rough. They were some yeah. some. They started. I remember I showed you that that navy, yeah. the tall navy guy who was mm-hmm. being. But I, I was thinking, there's a difference. There's a different way to look at that from what she was saying. I think you had these guys bursting in with heavily armed, right? Mm-hmm. You had Capitol Police outnumbered, and and I think you've got to be smart. And I think they were trying to... That could have got really bad. And I think they were trying to be smart by reasoning with these guys. That's what I was thinking too. Because the cops and everything this past year, they've gotten so much bad press because some things have been mishandled. But also, I feel like not only are you having to 
act appropriately as a cop or a guard or whatever. But also you have to realize you're dealing with, it's a high tense situation. And I was trying to explain that to Finn that like, you know, it's like they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. Like if a cop overreacts, he gets condemned. If he underreacts, he gets condemned. Yeah. And it's like, I felt like it was a good thing that they kept it as calm as possible. Yeah. Because when people are already at such a high level of like stress and excitement and they're ready to cause trouble. Yeah. You don't want to incite anything else or inspire them. Yeah. Do you know if there was any shots fired in the Capitol? I don't, I don't know if they were fired inside, but there were shots fired. I don't yeah. know if they happened outside the Capitol or inside the Capitol. Yeah. I mean, it's. A, I remember um, when I was a security guard, I was unarmed. And I, it, it really helped me in, in the art of negotiating conflict because mm-hmm. I had to really use... I had no gun. Yeah. So, but, I, but I didn't know if they had guns. Yeah. So I would come across... I remember I'd come across people who were... One guy was really angry. He was calling me names. And I just had to... Yeah. I had to reason with him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he called me, I he called me, he called me a fag, he called me some scumbag, whatever. And I said, okay, and I walked away. And then I went down into my office, and he was there at the water fountain. And it's like, oh, this could get bad. Mm-hmm. And I walked past him, and I said, um, "Have a nice evening, sir." Mm-hmm. And um, and he turned and he came into my office, which was which was really bad. He, that could have got bad because I, I was trapped. Were you nervous? Yeah. And I looked at him and he goes, I'm sorry for calling you a fag. That was, it wasn't cool. I said, it's okay. I know you're, I can't understand you're upset. He goes, there's just that guy upstairs would kick me out of, of the place. And it wasn't Was he good. a homeless guy? I don't know. I don't know. He was, he was an uh, unemployed guy because it was an unemployment office upstairs. Okay. And, and he went up there to look for a job and he kept looking on Facebook instead. And there was a rule that you go in there to look for a job. You don't go on Facebook. And the guard warned him three times and find the guard up there had a, had a gun. Yeah. He kicked him out. Yeah. And when he kicked them out of the of the fifth floor, I was the building security guard, so I was mm-hmm. over the building. He said, "I want that guy's name," and I said, "Listen," I, and I don't. We got into it, and that's when he got pissed at me. But yeah. in that moment, like um, he um, he had said to like that's when he got like, and it was funny, like, but I think it was just me saying, "Have a good evening, sir," and just letting it go. Yeah. Like we didn't need to get into it there because it got heated upstairs, mm-hmm. and I left, and I was gonna call Denver Police Department. Because that's what I was supposed to do if somebody got out of hand. So I, yeah. I was gonna call them, and and I didn't have time. And then I see him in the lobby. But then, like, yeah, but he comes in. He goes, "Hey, I'm sorry. The guy didn't treat me. You know, blah blah blah." And and, yeah. and, it, and it all. But I, I was thinking like those capital guards were like me there. Although they had guns, they were outnumbered. So they, I think they had to come up with it. With you a, can imagine with how many plan. guns were in that crowd. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. And that that's probably in their mind too. How right. many of those people? And they had those guns. guys at MR15s. I'm sure the Capitol Police. I don't know if they just from the pictures. All they had was handguns. Yeah, I mean they would have been dead. Oh my gosh! Could you quickly? Imagine? Yeah. So shout out to the Capitol Police. So even though I think people are there are people on the others that are taking different views of their response. Yeah. That they. You know, I don't know if they're. Are you handing me my phone? Okay, thank you. Callum came in my room. He just handed me my phone with a message on it. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're going to read it? or Dude, you're not supposed to drop well, these, but we've you can had listen. Two of our kids have birthdays this week. 
So Finn's birthday was yesterday and she turned 17 and then Callum turns 14 on Sunday. So he just uh, sneaked into the room. There's a note on the door that says... And uh, what does the note say? We're recording a podcast. Feel free to come in and listen. And listen. You wouldn't be so anyway, listening he handed me a, a phone that said he didn't want balloons anymore. Dude, you couldn't have waited. Because I got Finn gold balloons that, said, that were here. like a big giant yeah. one and a giant seven because right. she turned 17. Yeah. And I was going to get Callum a giant 14. Yeah. So you, you don't want the 14? No, he only have really be used for different things. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me know if you change your mind again. Right. And I'll get it. There you go. So anyway... um. That's that. Anything else you want to add to that story? No, I just, um, I don't know. I mean, I was hoping it looked like we had made it up to this point because I had so much anxiety about the election night. I had so much anxiety about, you know, just days like this when not knowing what people are going to do, you know? Yeah. And I was just fearful I've had a lot of fear and I had just gotten to the place where I was like at peace. Yeah. With not feeling like people were going to try and start, you know, a civil war or some type of I mean, conflict. That, 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 was, and that was a general concern in general. or That was a concern. <coughs> gun sales had gone up crazy amount. But even liberals are buying guns. Oh, now yeah, yeah. Because Both they're sides. Afraid. Yeah, sure, sure. They're afraid. And, um, yeah. But it, I'm. Do Americans really think, like, at the end of the day, like my family, yeah, we are made up of liberals and, like, Democrats and Republicans. Like, who are the Republicans? In my family, oh, I have oh, yeah, a I thought you meant those five. Oh no, no, not in my immediate family, my okay. extended family. Yeah. So, like, in my extended family, there are uh, people who are who voted for Biden and people who voted for Trump. So if we were to get into some type of conflict oh, as a nation, saying, yeah. yeah, am I going to be expected to take up arms against my family members? I don't think so. You can't. I mean, like, do you yeah, think do people a, actually think no, this stupid it's, it's not realistic. stuff through? Like, there was this one guy like, "We're gonna have a civil war. It's just time. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna start it or when it's gonna start it, but you know." And he's just going on like an idiot. It's well, like, you yeah, it's just, like it's you want to like shoot your grandma. I mean, a civil war now would would destroy. You know? the, would this? I think it would destroy the nation completely. I mean, well, it, of course it would. I mean, the civil war was a geographical civil war because the the South was owning slaves mostly, right? Yes. A slave or a state either was slave state or not slave state. So the state made its decision mostly south, north, northward. So they had a geographical boundary. Now there's no geographical boundary. Yeah, and I so have we're living friends together. Yeah, and right. family. Yeah. We we have different opinions. We have different views. But I'm not... To me, at the end of the day, those things aren't what's what drives me in life. And they're not the most important things in my life. Yeah. You know, people should be the most important thing. And our relationships, not our political ideals. You think... Um, People have always disagreed with politics, but do you think we've just lost the ability to talk to each other without getting crazy? Yes. Because I don't know, like imagine a world where, like I don't know, not to not to um, idealize a place, but um, 
Well, not um, everyone's lost it, but some people have lost well, it. Well, I just think that, especially this, social media hasn't really helped us, and especially social media and no. COVID hasn't helped us. But, I mean, we used to sit around in the pub and we'd talk politics and different things and we'd disagree and talk, but there wasn't, we didn't get, we didn't get crazy. We didn't stop talking to each other. Yeah, I don't ever remember it being this crazy. I we, think people are starting to realize that. Like, there's no reason to be crazy and act... Like, shut you off. Angry at, at people who have different opinions. Like, right. we should be able to just have conversations and yeah. realize that we all think differently and that's okay. And not be threatened because someone has a different opinion. Callum, did we, you want to say something? We have a question something? from an audience member who... Yes, sir. Uh, how many listeners do you have now? I think we might have seven. That's pretty good. Another thing. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean like. Did you have a question on this? So you can only ask a question, audience member, if the, on the subject we're talking about. Okay, yeah. There was a subject. I saw this guy. It was a BuzzFeed reporter. He said he was outside the Capitol uh, building, and there was these guys, a group of guys. They were taking a break, and then one of the guys said he had an AK slung on his back. He had what? Um, he had an AK-47 on his back. On his yeah. Back. Which is completely legal because if he has an open carry license, then, you know, there's nothing wrong. We just right. Yeah. But basically, um, the BuzzFeed reporter says, here's the, this is one of the biggest gatherings of losers in American history. Here's one now. He goes up to the guy. He doesn't know he said that. He interviews him. And the guy starts sobbing. And he says, Donald Trump is the best president that we've ever had, and I will lay down my life for him. Wow. And I thought it was ridiculous how stupid that guy was. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Because, number one, I think that reporter was wrong to call them losers. Because I think language like that is divisive. And I don't think it serves any purpose uh, for unity and for our democracy. Calling each other names. I don't think it serves us any purpose. I called the guy with the horn, the horns a moron. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I think it's divisive well, I'm just when saying, we like, do but, that. But I mean, maybe that shuts a door. But then to okay, you have to realize that. that guy yeah. who's crying and saying he thinks Donald Trump is the best president we've ever had. There are lots of people. He's not the only one. There are lots of people who think that Donald Trump has done some good things, but that's that guy's right to think that. That's his opinion. Okay, that doesn't make him a loser. Because he loves Donald Trump. And it doesn't make someone else a loser because they love Joe Biden. But does it make him immature? And here's what I mean. He's living in a republic that is set up where you have winners and losers in an election. And and Joe Biden won the election. And that's hard for him. But he's there at the Capitol protesting that and crying over it. So right, I'm because, not saying he's a loser, but is he acting a little immature? It's like this is this is the way we've set up the republic. Your your guy isn't going to win all the time, right? But he's still believing you know what got, people are saying that yeah. the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Yeah. Even though judges and lawyers and state representatives have come out and said that there was no corruption. Then even Mitch McConnell right. has said right. there was no corruption. Yeah. So and Mike Pence. Yeah. So but there's this whole dialogue that's going on that still says there is. And yeah. we are 
people have been so susceptible because there's the Republican Party that had they have that whole thing called QAnon. Yeah. And there's a whole sect of Republicans that believe in QAnon. Yeah. And QAnon uh, would advance, like there are a bunch of people who would advance this whole thing that's saying, yes, there is corruption. This man probably believes 100% that there was corruption. And he's not the only one. There's, I think Ted Cruz, who I can't stand, said that 39% of Americans believe that there was corruption and that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. 39%. That's, that's big. So what's interesting is that, to me, that's two separate statements. There was corruption and the election was stolen. That It's possible there was some corruption, you know, in local or whatever. I don't know. But I don't think... Well, there's but, nothing that, that has been proven. But you, I think with any election, you, and I, I don't speak as an expert at all, in any election, there could be some corruption here and there. Like somebody could have well, mailed in a dead, dead relative's thing. There's been corruption for years. But I don't think they were finding it at levels that would make a difference. Now, again, I'm, I'm kind of out of my... There's got to be some, some, somebody must have voted illegally somewhere in all those millions of votes. But I don't, they're not finding systemic problems or any evidence right. of that, right? Well, you have to, you have to think then that every single judge that all these cases that Donald Trump's team brought, yeah. that every single judge was like bought out by the Democratic Party, that right. every single city official, that yeah. every single polar i mean like it would have been like an elaborate scheme i will say one thing and it isn't and again i think we wanted to be mm, 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 okay never mind like we what we don't want to cause is division in people who yeah anyway uh i think that's part of the problem i think the problem with our country right now is not okay Problem is, is that no one ever thinks it's okay for someone else to have a, an opposite yeah, yeah. opinion. And even the word opinion, yeah, opinion is not a fact. It's an opinion. Right. And you're going to have different opinions on taxes. You're going to have different opinions on immigration. You're going to have different opinions. Yeah. But to begin hating other yeah. people for their opinion... At the end of the day, is it really worth it for you? No, no, no. It it's isn't. Not, and God, it just divides our, and, us as a country. And it makes us lonely too, right? It makes us lonely in the sense of, you you know, we could have more friends, but we've decided, okay, 50%. Well, yeah, just... <laughs> people like unfriending people right and left, blocking people yeah. on their social media platforms. Um, yeah, it just doesn't bode well. Yeah, yeah. So do you think we should talk about something that's lighter and more fun? Yeah. Than this? Because that was very heavy. It was, yeah. Uh, lighter and more fun. Well, I thought what you Oh, did you finish your when when we talked about that, that the whole term of loser and you, we covered all that? That wasn't right. Yeah, I just feel like when we call names like that, yeah. it doesn't... And memes, like, just, I don't know, just anything negative towards the other side, I don't think it helps us. Yeah, but I, th- I think the media, when I say the media, I don't mean newspapers. I mean the way we're communicating through, well, just this, through this one-sided conversation from us out there and Facebook and all of that stuff. I mean, it's just, I just, I worry about 
how it's going to affect our civilization, you know, because mm-hmm. we're not sitting together having a drink. Like if I, again, if I say something and I realize, oh, you're, you're the, the other side, but I've built a relationship with you. Right. I'm not going to be as quick. I'm not going to say, you're a loser. Like on TV, that works. That makes for good TV. I think it appeals to our worst parts when we get entertained by people yelling at each other. But um, I think, um, you know, when you are seeing someone and you say something that looks like it's hurting their feelings, if you have any empathy, you're probably going to adjust your words or soften your words. Right, because you know Like if you met most... Ted Cruz in person, maybe, maybe you'd be I nicer. I don't know. Well, because here's the thing. This is what I believe about America. Yeah. I believe that the most people in America are good people. Yeah. The majority. The Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. And you... even though they have very different views, I believe that if I were to break down on the side of the road or if I need something, yeah. there is going to be someone who will help me out. Yeah. And that's what I truly believe. Yeah. And I've seen that play out in real life situations. Yeah. And... I think it's just a very small percentage of people who fall into those very uh, radical right, groups. Right, right, right. You know. Um, but even like you'll get these reporters who go out and they meet with these people who we would label as extremists and crazies. And yet they're like, they can be so kind and hospitable to the reporters. Like, for example, Borat. In his in his Amazon special, mm-hmm. pretends he has nowhere to stay, and he just grabs this random guy. Yeah, and he and they let him stay in their and they let him stay in their house overnight. They don't. Bo even, Rat, by the way, oh, yeah. is a comedian. It's Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron pretends to be a Kazakhstan yes, guy. But like when he gets to know these guys, these guys seem like extremists. But I'm but I realized they just let you in their home. They don't even know you. They're they're showing you such kind hosp- hospitality. Yeah. It's a great scene because it's like they're really kind to him, you know? Yeah. Well, just because you're an extremist doesn't mean you're not. I'm just saying, I get like a lot of those people on the steps of the Capitol. Um, they're probably extremely kind people. Well, that's like when Trump said, they're very good people. The people who were like the... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, they? no. I'm talking... Oh, yeah, I know. Well, that was a bit... I guess that feels different because they, they were... I'm sure Nazis they, they were... were very kind to their families too. No, I guess it's I guess I'm. I guess I'm thinking. Okay, so I, guess I know I'm, what you're saying. Well, I'm thinking though. Nazis and the, these white what supremacists in um, Charlesville or whatever you call it. Char- okay, I, okay. Like my dad did a lot of horrible things in his life. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes he was a very kind person. Mm. Really evil, horrible people can sometimes be very kind people. Yeah. They can. Yeah. We are complex. We're, we're so com- It's not black and white, though, is it? It isn't. I don't. There's, there's just good and evil measured in there, and I think I think there's good and evil in all of us. Is that too there, strong of a statement? I think there is. Some people just have more of it than others. Yeah. But we're all capable of doing horrible things. I remember doing an acting class. This might be off topic, but this guy was very helpful to me. Steve Matuzic was his name. Mm-hmm. He was. The, remember him? Yes. He was an actor. When you said that name, like I was from, like, oh my gosh, I know that name. He looked from Michael Scott. He looked like Michael Scott from The Office. A oh, little okay. Bit. Anyway. He did. I remember Steve. He was a great actor, but he t- he taught... What's that? It's ironic because he looks like Steve Carell. His name is... Steve, Steve Carell, yeah. He taught us a class and he said that acting... He said that Mother Teresa and Hitler 
were were part of the same keyboard. What he meant was that Hitler leaned on playing those lower keys. Yeah. And Mother Teresa leaned on playing those higher keys. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa was capable in her humanity of hitting the lower keys. And likewise, Hitler had the capacity to play those higher keys. Yeah. So he was saying humanity is that keyboard. Yeah. And, it, and he said that the actor realizes that and realizes that they have the same keyboard. Mm-hmm. And a great actor leans into the low, has the capacity to, to see that darkness in themselves and lean into that lower key yeah. or lean into that higher key. Yeah. I thought that was a fascinating image. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think it's true. I think it's yeah. um, in the right circumstances and places and environments, I, I think we can get toward the worst part of human nature and we can get to the best yeah. part of human nature. I don't know. What do I know? No, I think so. I mean, I think if Tammy you... would know. She's a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, what's the Tammy, answer? Tammy, weigh in on this. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you grow up in a certain environment, in a certain setting, or certain things happen to you, then you might end up doing very horrible things or very good things as a result of it. Yeah. All right, let's, let's hit the high keys on this podcast. Okay. How do you, we, well, it has to be organic. I got to see where well, it goes. Well, what'd you do with your week? We didn't talk about what we did. Well, we did talk about our dates. What about you personally, Brian? What about? I went back to work on Monday. It was difficult. It wasn't that mm-hmm. difficult. I like the people I work with. I like the work. So it wasn't that hard. And the commute to the office was, I'm looking at it right there from the bed to the desk, which is two feet. So that yeah. wasn't bad. It was easier. And it was a sunny day. Yeah. That's nice. It is easier to get back because you know that that first January day after the holidays is always hard. But mm-hmm. but you know, um, in, in the other places I've lived, it's either raining or dead cold. Yeah. So I think um, I think yeah, I think that made it easier. Mm-hmm. But it was still kind of hard to get back into the swing of things. But yeah. It was good, and um, I don't know. We had we had some kids, some kids' birthdays, and then. I think from Wednesday on it was a difficult week because of that event. Yeah. And then I did. I've been trying to do some reading, but it's. What are you reading? Well, I'm reading like a few books at a time. Yeah. One. Uh, What's your favorite one that you're reading right now? I've been on this. Well, I'm just reading one right now. It's about philosophy. I've been on this yeah. philosophy kick. Mm-hmm. About uh, especially the Enlightenment philosophy ideas like Descartes and and Voltaire and all those guys. And mm-hmm. So I have been kind of, yeah, thinking about okay. that. I don't know if I have anything else to say about it. Okay. Or do I? Yeah. Um, well, I'll talk about what I've been reading. Okay. If that's okay with you. Yeah, sure. Well, I started East of Eden right. by John Steinbeck, which was recommended by some gals in my book club. And, you know, he's a really good writer, and I appreciate that. And the characters are complex. But at the end of the day... They're so tragic. They're just so tragic and messed up. And it was a hard time of life. And I don't know. It's just like, I don't know if I'm going to finish it or not. I thought you, you gave it up. To well, I have favor, like completely Barack Obama. given it up. But then I got The Promised Land by President Barack Obama. Yeah. And so I got the... Well, I'm getting the hard copy, and I got the audio, too. And so I'm I'm about seven hours deep into that, and he just is, he is really discussing everything. 
So anyway, yeah. so it's really it's good. good. He's I just wish... a very down to earth. Yeah. You do you finish guy. one book at a time? You start one book and finish it. I usually do one book at a time. I Sometimes I, I do two, but um, yeah, I usually do one at a time. But I don't. Yeah. But I'm unlike you, Brian. Dear audience, Brian here has a hard time giving up on a book because he kind of feels like he's a what a failure. Or what's yeah, your yeah. what's your what are your yeah. emotions tied around quitting on a book? Uh, I just feel like it would be good to just finish it. Yeah. Because I have six books I got from the library. Yeah. And I said I'd get one book at a time and finish it. But instead I got six in case to, to you know, to, 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 what do you call that? Um, sample? No, nah, it's a sample. Like if, in case one doesn't work out. Keep my options open, I guess. Yeah. In case I get bored of one, I just switch to the other. But well, I do, even if I switch though, I feel guilty for leaving Right, he book. feels guilty. Whereas I don't feel guilty. Yeah. If I give a book chance... For a while, if it's not cutting it for me, I just drop it like a hot potato. Yeah, it could be. I don't mean to blame everything on OCD, but it could be that. Oh, it could be. And I'm not one it of those people be. who claimed I have OCD who doesn't. You really have OCD. I, yeah, it's getting better. It's better in my adult life than it was in my in my young life. Yeah. But it's still, I still wonder, like, I don't know if it ever leaves you, you know, because I, I still have episodes at time that, that get difficult even in my adult life where I, I struggle for a few hours on something mm-hmm. but i wonder if then if like the, if that's the problem with the book i think the solution is if there's a library drop box at the end of my street i read the book and i say i'm done with it and i walk over and i stick it in there and i, I can't i'll never see maybe it again. you should just check out one book at a time and then from the library yeah ocd might be an interesting thing to talk about someday not now you could. Or not. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you're reading. Callum, do you have anything you want to share about how your week went since you're sitting over there? That's our son. No. Okay. No. Was that no or? Oh, and I finished a painting today. Yeah. Her name oh, is Blue I talk about Bombshell. And I love her. She's gorgeous. Got a plug. Great. Uh, I released a blog that I've been sitting on for a year. Mm-hmm. I originally... It was good. I read it. Did you read all of them? How many have you released? Uh, I released one, but then I also just because the Netflix binging culture we're in, I released the first one. But I, 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 on Facebook, I released the first one, but I I also released the um, four more behind it. Oh, okay. Well, will you still release them one at a time, yes. though? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just read them as they come okay, out. Okay, very good. Yeah, it was originally my life in a cult. It was a certain period of time we were in a church from two thousand seven, two thousand eleven. Uh, and I backed off on it all in all transparency um, it just I was worried that was I was uh, there's an argument to be made that it was but it was a you know was that clickbait you know the, the, what do you mean by calling it saying my life in a cult yeah like am I was it too strong of a word I don't know well I mean I, I don't know if I would necessarily call that church there was some cultish things though, because I remember we would go. It was a cult of personality. Well, there was a cult leaders. of personality, but then there was also, that's a really good cult of personality. Yeah. Anyway, but then there would be I would hear comments made, comparing our church to other churches, right, and saying how God was in our church, but, but not that theirs. God wasn't in these right. other churches. Right. And how we needed to go show those other churches what it looked like. Yeah. 
to, to have to be the a, spirit a, of God, to be a real Christian kind of, or I don't know if they said real Christian, but to really both. have the, that if you really have the spirit of God in your church, it should look this particular right. sort of way, right? you know, and that would bother me because I, I felt a huge kinship to this other church that we would go visit. Right. And and their teaching and everything had molded me. Yeah, yeah. And I had learned so much from them. And their pastor, I greatly admired their pastor. Sure, yeah. And so to hear... That kind of talk. Them kind of put down... Right. ...was kind of off-putting because I really admired them. Right. A lot. Yeah, I looked at you the know, definition of a cult, and I, it, they did kind of fit the bill. What is the definition? Usually as a leader with a strong personality, use it as a control of information. Usually if you leave, you're kind of shunned. Yeah. I think. I'll have to look it up and see. I just didn't want to... Well, they don't actively shun. No, I just didn't want to... I didn't want to... I tried to avoid that term, so I, I, I pulled back and called it the dark age. Yeah. And then before that, I called it the recovering fundamentalist. So all that to say, I, I had sat on a free... I think free... the dark age is good. What did dark you age? settle on? The dark age. The dark age. I think that's good. Yeah. And then so it's a, it's a I think it's a seven-part series. So I'll, yeah. I'll keep pushing that out. But it was nice to get it done because it was sitting there. It's like, do I do I push it? Do I not? And I was going not questioning my motives and decided yeah. to just get it out there. So I had another idea about reading. Yeah. Since I'm reading Barack Obama's book... And then I've read a book on Abraham Lincoln. But then I was thinking that I might, and I may or may not do this, but I was thinking it would be fun maybe to read a book on every president. All of them? Oh, John Adams. I read about John Adams, too. Oh, there's only 45 of them, right? Well, because I like historical, I like memoirs. That's a good idea. Would you read it? You would read a book on every president? Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I like, I love memoir. Yeah. And I like history. Right. And I just thought, well, it would be really fascinating because, like, I never voted for Barack Obama, which looking back, I wish I would have. For that the record show that I did. But, um. First time. But anyway. And I voted for, I voted for Mitt the second time. Oh, Mitt Romney? I'm voted proud for of Mitt. both of those votes, looking back. I vote, well, I did vote for, I voted for Mitt Romney, I think, too. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so oh, you know. I didn't know anything about Obama. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I'll hear people say like, I, probably shouldn't say I hate Obama. Yeah. And I was like, number one, I never hated Obama, even though I didn't vote for him. And I'm like, how could you hate somebody? Yeah. So I decided to read a book on him years ago and found out a lot about him. And I was surprised. Like, he just has a different view of the world than other politicians. But anyway, it's like I think it's important to read yeah. books about people, your leaders, right. yeah. about your yeah. presidents right. and stuff because I think that's important that you know because you can't just go by what people say on the news. Right. You can't go by like what political pundits say. Yeah. Because everything is twisted. Yeah. In yeah. a certain way. Right. To make it to present it in a certain way. So anyway, I thought that would be a good exercise. Right. Well. To do. Are we finished, do you think? Are we at the hour mark? Uh, 51 minutes in. 51 minutes. So, what do you have planned for your coming week? What are you doing this weekend? I'm going to do some work. Um, 
we don't have to do the podcast in the morning, so that's good. Callum's birthday is Sunday. And uh, maybe I'll watch an episode of The Office with Callum, because that's the show. Cool. One or two episodes, or whatever, three. And uh, I should probably go to the gym. I've skipped the last two days. Yes, you should go to the gym. I should also should. play guitar, maybe. Well, why don't you relax? One I think you should read. You're so funny. Sweet. Okay, so guys, we just had... Brian was off for 11 days. Yeah. And I told him, do you remember me telling you you needed to read a lot? I bet it's, I get because bored after an hour or two. Yeah, I love I to read. It's hard to focus. I was telling you that if you didn't read, you were going to regret it. Yeah. Because you were just on the couch. I didn't regret it. I did read. I read a decent hour amount. hour ago saying, I didn't get to read. No, this week because I'm back at work. So you should read this weekend. I'm going to, I got to put the phone away when I read. Let us know what you're reading. If you have any book you, recommendations, yeah. you yes. send them our way. I love book recommendations. Yes. And uh, if you like this show on podcast, give us a review. Yeah, that'd be awesome. If you uh, give us a review, it helps people find us. Yes. Because, you know, we would like eight listeners now. That's our goal, our goal is, is to eight. have eight listeners. And we'd like one of them to be in Australia. <laughs> we want an Australian listener just because they're so far away. Okay, guys. Have a wonderful evening. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you to all of our amazing listeners that we have so far. We appreciate you. And thanks for sitting with us uh, for the hour we've been here. And I hope it wasn't too boring this week and too down or talking about the state of our nation. Yes, we love our nation, and uh, we love all people, Republicans and Democrats, and we want to be unifiers and not dividers. Amen. Okay. Over now. Adios.